1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed Mortgage Banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Let's jump in here. What about Ordinary Angels? What can you tell yeah. us about this? Ordinary Angels is a new movie in theaters this weekend. It stars Hilary Swank. And of course, Hilary Swank is a two-time Oscar winner. She's a terrific actress. And before I even talk about the story, I think it's indicative of the fact that people creating faith-based content are drawing bigger and bigger names into that process. And so this is a terrific movie. We really liked it a lot. Um, our reviewer, Paul Acey, felt like it was definitely one of the best faith-based movies he's he's really seen um and it is a story about uh well a woman named sharon whom hillary swank plays she's an alcoholic she's kind of a hot mess uh and she meets a guy named ed schmidt and ed has lost his wife to liver cancer and now his five-year-old daughter michelle is dying of liver cancer as well and so they need to find a liver donor or i guess somebody who's done using their liver because you don't donate your liver <laughs> um and obviously there aren't very many of those available and it's very very expensive and so we see this character sharon kind of swing into action almost like a benevolent tasmanian devil ed's life is kind of a mess he's a mess and sharon who i think is looking for a sense of purpose and identity and trying to get her life going the right way again, she steps in, you know, really in kind of an angelic kind of way and begins, you know, helping with fundraisers, looking for a donor, that sort of thing. Uh, it's based on a true story. And obviously there's a good outcome here, or we probably wouldn't have a movie. But, you know, this is the kind of movie that we as Christians often say we want more of. You know, it's like, what happened to the nice, redemptive stories well, this one is out there, and I think more so than usual, I would say if you want to see more movies like this, maybe go see this one this weekend. Of course, check out our full review. Obviously, that disclaimer is always in play, but this movie's rated PG, and really the only thing that is a, a fairly you know present content issue is the fact that Sharon is an alcoholic, but that's treated, I think, pretty tastefully. Um, and uh, this is a a really, really well-made, feel-good movie. Uh, Jacob and I were talking a little bit on the break, and he said, you know, is it a Hallmark movie with better lighting? And I suppose you could perhaps uncharitably say that, but I would say this is this is better than that. This is a, 
this is a well-made movie with uh you know a star who really knows what she's doing so um Jacob, I hope it's okay if I threw your comment no, in that's there. Okay. No, I think a lot of us do head in kind of skeptical of a lot of Christian sure. media nowadays. Mm. I think a lot of yep. people have that view on it. And this this is an encouragement, even hearing about where they're tackling this issue and they're tackling yeah. it tastefully. And they are giving like an answer. It's not just like, mm. look at how dark the world is. It's like, hey, yep. look at the hope that's present. I do like the yep. messaging. I like the fact yep. that we're getting a higher caliber of like actors and of just filmmaking in general too, of like greater performances of not a yep. bunch of stock royalty free music being put into these films. <laughs> this is a huge encouragement. So what, what you said right there really resonates with me of like, Hey, if you want more of these films, you need to go and support these films. That's so true. Yeah. Well, and we need to think about going to a movie and buying a ticket as casting a vote. Mm -hmm. It really mm. is. You are casting a vote and you're telling Hollywood, please more of this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there have been so many bombs at the theaters in the last year that, you know, I, I think every now and then something comes along and is a surprise, uh, even though we sometimes talk about how Hollywood is liberal or woke or, you know, has that agenda. It's fundamentally conservative from a financial point of view. They mm -hmm. still want to make money. Uh, although Disney, I'm not so sure about, but that's a special case. Um, but again, when a movie makes money, it says, all right, we want to do more than this. And this is being released by Lionsgate, which is a mainstream distributor. Um, and I think Lionsgate actually has done a great job recognizing there's an underserved market here. So I hope this one is successful. I don't normally have a vested interest in whether movies make money or not, but this one is worth supporting. We're talking movies, but we're going to slide on over to the music set of media. Something really interesting, someone really interesting has emerged as a country singer, at least of one or two songs. Adam, talk to us about Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce's latest hit is called Texas Hold'em. Uh, and it was, I think, debuted even during the Super Bowl. She was in a commercial wearing a cowboy hat and kind of a Western style get up if i can use that phrase without sounding like i'm taking a shot at her um and beyonce of course is from houston so she's got those deep southern roots it's not uh, completely removed from who she is but um i think for this whole new album coming out is going to be country and her first song texas hold'em has gone number one she's the first black female artist ever to have a number one hit on the country charts and the response has been really polarized. Um, I think that there are some who are like, you know, it's Beyonce. She's Queen B, right? She can do whatever she wants. And isn't it cool that she is wandering into a different genre than the ones that she has historically been connected with? You know, that being the R&B and pop sort of fusion of things. Uh, but there have been a lot of, I guess you would call them purists, maybe traditionalists who have not been happy with Beyonce showing up in their, you know, music sandbox, if you will. <laughs> and so there's been pushback. There have been stations that have said, we're not going to play this song. Uh, there's been back and forth between fans saying, well, wait a minute. That's, you're not being fair to who she is. And so I think it's just an interesting conversation. Uh, there are some who have cynically said, you know, this is just a cash grab. But you know, I can imagine if you're like one of the most successful artists in the world, 
every now and then you just want to try something different, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't really have a dog in the fight of whether Beyonce should be making country music or not. I think it's interesting that she steps in and she immediately does something that no other black female artist has ever done. Uh, But it has been incredibly controversial and people, there are those out there who basically have said, we don't really want you in, uh, in our sandbox. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's probably unfortunate. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess I will lean that way. It's like, all right, Beyonce want, you know, wants to make a country song. I'm okay. I'm going to out myself. I'm a huge Bon Jovi fan from back in the day. And poor John's voice has gone really yeah. in a bad way the last few years. But, you know, they did a country album. I'm like, well, what? You know, they teamed up with Sugar Land. And um, huh. I don't I don't know. I don't think it's problematic, but it's been interesting to watch the reaction. It has. It's um, country music is a um, a scene in music that does thrive off of this image of traditionalism. But like everything else with music, it evolves over time as it evolves with culture. And it has yeah. seen a lot of growing pains in the past couple of years. You know, like we remember Old Town Roan and how much yeah, of an upset that was. Yeah. And yeah. um, and there's been many other artists kind of following in that. And there's always in every scene uh, a resistance towards growth and development and new things um yeah you know now people are starting to revisit some of the mid-2000s alternative rock acts that were coming in and kind of upsetting the apple cart with the change in grunge or the change over to new metal and how they were all kind of disowned from the people who had set up everything right. before them it, it's not a, a new story but it is one that seems to be particularly honed in on with country music because of that traditionalism and it's been well, interesting tra- go ahead Oh, the traditionalism is on two levels. There's yeah. the stylistic element, but then there's the content element because there's also a pretty big discussion happening in country music right now with regard to, I guess I'll label it progressive themes, mm-hmm. you know, the embrace of LGBT stuff. And you certainly have a lot of people who are all in, Little Nas X obviously would be an example of that. But then you have the more traditional artists saying, we want to continue to emphasize family and traditional values mm-hmm. and God and country. And of course, trucks and, and beer and, and your dog sometimes too. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, there's, and that's, and even in, in country, there's always been that tension of, you know, songs about going to church and apple pie and all that, while you can go to the honky tonk on Saturday night and get out of control. So it's not like country is is philosophically pure, pure either, but but so I think that the controversy has been on both of those levels. There's the stylistic element, but there's also this idea that you know country music is not about some of these things that are on the political left. And uh, again, culture is not just one thing; it's constantly in conversation, and and I find it fascinating just to watch. And and we review a lot of that stuff at Plugged In dot com as well just to, to toss that shameless plug in as well but uh, uh it's an interesting conversation definitely